welcome to the EFA News Podcast Tech Talk. I'm Harry Benjamin. On today's show, we'll be looking at the latest news and trends from the world of household appliances, plus an exclusive interview with Hans Karpels, president of Euronics and chairman of the European Consumer Electronics Retail Council, which works on legislation regarding the sale of electronic components and electrical household appliances. All that and more on the way, but first, the latest news from the world of home appliances from the EFA Newsroom. German manufacturer Miele has been recognised for its commitment to sustainability for its dishwashers. Miele's Autodos dishwasher features a range of innovative technologies and design features that reduce water and energy consumption, as well as minimising the use of harmful chemicals. The company has also eliminated the use of PVC and other harmful chemicals in its products, and has implemented a closed-loop system for its production processes to reduce waste and energy usage. One of the major talking points in the industry right now is that the European Commission has introduced new common rules promoting the repair of goods, or right to repair, which aims to save consumers money while supporting the objectives of the European Green Deal by reducing waste. We spoke more about this with the executive president of leading electronics store Euronics, Hans Karpels, along with their own views on the latest innovations and what the future holds for the market. How have you seen the consumer and home electronics industry fair during the recent times, obviously where we've been coming out of the COVID pandemic. So I imagine it's been a little bit of a, of a roller coaster over the last few years. Well, yeah, that, that is, um, that is clear, but that was also for everyone in, in, uh, in life. Yeah. We have had an event that nobody in his lifetime has uh, encountered. So we had to adapt and we we think from a Euronic side, we made the best out of it. Um, of course, people were uh, confined to their home uh, and they realized, oh, it is not enough to have when you have uh, father, mother and two children, it is not enough to have one uh, PC uh, if you do have to do homeschooling and if you have to work from home. So you need a, a few extra um, uh, items here. The same for uh, the living space because they were confined 24 hours to their home or to their apartment or their house. And they realized, oh, this has to be improved. So we took advantage of, of that from the consumer's perspective, but also from our perspective as a retailer, where some of our competitors went to online mode we said we're going to use the stores as let's say a click and collect um element mm. in which we were hugely successful in, in many we in many countries we even did a collect and drive through yeah so that the consumer did not have to come out of the car due to all the covid regulations as well so i think that was quite uh, quite well of course now we are past covid and um Consumers are enjoying life more. You see much more travel, and that means the budget of the consumer is divided between different actors. And let us not forget, um, when COVID, let's say, uh, was more uh, to the background, was evolving more to the background, suddenly we had a geopolitical crisis on our hands. Uh, of course, we also had we already had the China. Um, tension, but then Ukraine, uh, the war, uh, sanctions, uh, energy prices soaring, inflation going to 10%, that makes the consumer really doubtful, insecure. 
And when a consumer gets insecure, there is a clear um, consequence of that. They focus all on first price products. So no frills, uh, just I need to be served uh, and at the cheapest way ever. All people that are insecure, they will look for security and they will buy the best possible gear because they are afraid of having to invest twice when the product is not good. So we have those that's, that polarization that we see, which is of course uh, a different ball game in the, in the total, in our total sector. Absolutely. Well, and so bringing it up up to date, then uh, would you say things are looking on the on the rise in the market at the moment? Well, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I've just come out of a few conferences with suppliers. Um, definitely. Uh, consumer electronics TV is very hard hit with an average decline of price of 15%. So consider inflation 10% up, um, average price of TV 15% down. If you do a lot of TV, uh, you're in trouble. Yeah? The same goes for IT. We in Western Europe, we are, um, the stats say that it is now the first quarter of uh, this year is minus 17 yeah so that is a hard hit of course we come from a high level that we all understand but um, and what is a bit worrisome is that even major domestic appliances are now not progressing anymore major domestic appliances is by let's say evidence a replacement market i always say I do not know many families who have two washing machines. So when one washing machine breaks down, it has to be replaced. And so, um, but on the other hand, and we, as a retailer, we always stay positive. Uh, small domestic appliances is picking up uh, quite well, although they had a boon in the, um, in the uh, COVID period because uh, coffee makers, kitchen uh, kitchen appliances went through the roof. Um, so that is still going well. And uh, on the other side, on the other side, telecom, uh, so smartphones and everything linked to uh, mobility is, is quite well. But um, of course, IT and uh, TV together account for at least 50% of the market. So that's, uh, it's a bit of a, a it's not an easy period, definitely not in Western Europe, but Euronics is, is there, let's say, saved by their spread. We're quite strong in Eastern Europe and also in the South, in Turkey and then in the Gulf region. So we um, came out of 2022 with a progress even to 2021, which is quite remarkable. Uh, so, and we are fighting, of course, to keep um, the, the, the gain territory um, uh, from our uh, competitors, let's say. Well, it's good, it's good to hear. And with that in mind, then, what are your your visions and, and priorities for Euronics in the short and the long term? I suppose. Well, we have made, uh, let's say, our strategic uh, decisions uh, last year ago. I have to say that was just before the war in Ukraine, and we have um, a clear. Uh, uh, objective to reach 27 billion in 2026. So that's a 4% average growth rate um, per year. We are now at 23 billion. And of course, we want to grow profitably. That is, we have to um, 
evolve in 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 a few directions. So there's still some um, some ground to be won in online. So there we want to step up the game even more. Uh, we are quite well established, but uh, due to the legacy in some countries that still has to be improved. And uh, of course, we will focus on added value categories. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. Uh, now, uh, when it comes to EFA, how important is EFA for Euronics in your annual strategy with all these things in mind at the moment? What, what are the main objectives and, and your presence for this year? Well, um, to be very uh, straightforward, um, on a span of five days, Euronics, uh, we can have, and myself, I have nearly 60 meetings on those five days. So it is a tough schedule, but it is something that you cannot do somewhere else. It is super productive. You see all the new trends, the new launches, new products. You can compare, you can discuss with manufacturers. And uh, let's not forget, it is you're preparing the last quarter of the year, which is super important in uh, TCG. So it is an ideal period. It is an ideal setting. And I can only hope and, and wish that um, EFA gets stronger and attract more supplies and, of course, visitors um, uh, throughout the year. Absolutely. Uh, now, I'm keen to, to hear more about uh, this new directive for, for easy and attractive repairs of consumer and uh, home electronics. A lot of talk about it at the moment. Are you able to, to give us a bit of a, a rough outline and the key details of it from your side? Yeah, well, of course, it is still in the works. Mm. And it, it is not yet uh, finalized. And I think we and we are trying to explain to the um, uh, to the European Commission. Listen, to dream that a consumer will repair a product, this is perhaps valid for less than one percent of the consumers. Consumer does not have the knowledge, doesn't have the ability, and will not do it. Do you consider? a consumer opening an Apple iPhone and trying to, no, it uh, doesn't, doesn't work. But what is clearly uh, where we are full with the commission that we should focus on reuse and therefore reuse is repair. Therefore, industry has to provide easy access to spare parts, even, and that is one of our items, we uh, provide manuals to 3D print spare parts. Instead of the fact that we have to order a spare part, there has to be spare part inventory of, uh, let's say, spare parts of 20 years old. That doesn't make sense anymore. Guys, we are living in the 21st century. Use the new methods. And of course, the repair will be linked to the cost of repair. Cost of repair is linked to the uh, cost of wage. Let's say you have 50 euro um, per hour in in this um, in the repair services. There should be an incentive of the commission. If there is 800 billion provided for the green transition, there should be a support of this repo repair when it is properly done and with all the criteria and so on to make that cheaper. Because if you don't make it cheaper, if a product has to be repaired and it costs 60 euro plus per, let's say 75 euro, every product below 200 euro sales price 
will not be repaired. Sorry. <laughs> it is mathematics. Yeah. Mm, mm. So we are totally in line with it because we have uh, observed that the prolongation of the guarantee period from one year to two years has had a dramatic effect on the repair capabilities of retailers of our service departments. Because if the supplier has to take over all the repairs the first two years, yeah, uh, retailers does not uh, don't focus on that anymore. Uh, let's be straightforward. Um, if you have a mobile phone, mobile phone life cycle is normally two, two and a half to three years. You have two years that it is, let's say, repair at the um, at industry. There's no repairman going to invest for the third year. Forget it. So we have lost quite our skills, and that has to be retrained. It was even for me ludicrous that they were um, looking at the prolongation of two years uh, guaranteed um, repair of, of by the industry to three years. Because, first of all, prices go up yeah? and the repair capacity of the close to the consumer um, companies is gone. So if we want to be close to the consumer, we have to permit that that the repair services can live and therefore they have to be provided with all the information all the data flow and of course a bit of a, a support in their their wages because that will be a killer absolutely well that that's uh, fascinating to hear more details about it obviously as you say still still in the works so we look forward to seeing how that uh, develops over over the course of the next few weeks and months well thank you so much hans for uh, for taking the time it's been so interesting to, to hear more about your role and, and euronics and what the future holds it was a pleasure thank you very much for having me so other news in the world of household appliances now powered exclusively by the efa newsroom a new study by Grandview Research reveals how the global smart home market size is expected to reach 537 billion US dollars by 2030. The study shows that the smart home market is driven by the rising penetration of the Internet of Things and Internet connectivity in homes. Along with the integration of modern technology such as AI with smart homes has enabled more advanced and digitally smart devices for better living. The Ethan Newsroom has looked at valuable insights into the state of the market, according to the latest report from the Home Electronics Market Index. Overall, the report indicated that consumers are showing growing interest in home entertainment and digital photography. And that just about does it for this edition of EFA's news podcast, Tech Talk. Thanks for joining us. I've been Harry Benjamin. To stay up to date with all the very latest news from EFA, head to the EFA newsroom, news.efa-berlin.com. Don't forget to like, comment, share and subscribe to this podcast. I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye.